Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It's August 3rd, 2023. It is time for your Impact Wrestling Review. I am Joel Pearl, and as always, I'm here with the ride or die, the collide or spy. It's Cresta Star. She's here. How are you doing, Cresta? Hi. Um, I'm glad you brought up Collision. Um, really quickly, as you guys know, Collision is this Saturday. What else is this Saturday? SummerSlam. So that being said, the post show is probably going to be on Sunday. So prepare thine selves for that. Besides that, what a okay. Like It was a good okay episode of Impact. It pushed things along. Everyone had a good time and everyone looked great, especially Jonathan Gresham stretching Zachary Wentz like a piece of taffy. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get into that and everything else, as we always do here on the post show. Uh, go ahead. If you're here, leave us a thumbs up on YouTube.com slash Fightful. And if you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button because we're getting closer to that 100,000 subscriber mark. We want it bad. We want it. Sean wants it before his birthday, which is the end of August. So I think we can get there. Tell your friends to tell your friends to tell your friends to make alt accounts and then join the channel. It's pretty simple, straightforward, right? You can do that. And also, if you want to support us here in other ways, you can subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Best five bucks in the business. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Or you can donate a super chat. Any question or say any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. Uh, it's that little dollar sign on your YouTube.com slash chat window. Or you go to HopperChats.com and you can submit that way. Crest, tell them how. You can type with your fingers, humperchat.com. Type in your question and be like, Joel, what did you think of Impact tonight? Any dollar amount? Get your question or comment right on air. We get to keep just a tad bit more of the proceeds. Sean Ross Sapp is happy. I'm happy. This British accent is terrible, but it's happy. And so is Joel Pro. Humperchats.com. Vanna White. I'll be much happier when George Iceman gets me my interview with... uh with Scott Demore, it's gonna. I'm happen. manifesting that for you and your father. You're a strange father. <laughs> I've just, I honestly, I, a couple days ago on Twitter, I just said, I'm gonna say it's Twitter. I don't care what y'all say. Uh, I, I said, you know, oh, Scott's gonna be here at the end of the month in Toronto. I'm here. How about a sit down? And got a lot of a lot of traction. People just like, yeah, let's make it happen. And then I had like, our, our good pal George Iceman just being like, I'll invite you to the presser, and I'm like, that's a start. Uh, he invited me, you know, in, in fairness, he, he also invited me to the uh, to the one in London that I wasn't able to make. But because the one in Toronto is a lot closer, I'm probably going to be at that one. And if I can somehow wrangle a sit down with Scott, I'm going to do it. 
Hollywood Joe Pearl. Hey, we love to see it. I don't know if I consider myself Hollywood if I interview uh, the head of the president of Anthem, but uh, the president of uh, Impact Pearl. Wrestling or Anthem, whatever they call it. Sports the creator <laughs> of the Canadian Destroyer. You're the coolest man on the planet. Well, you know, you know. Anyway, let's talk about Impact. Let's let's hop right into the BTI and our pal George Iceman, who's sitting in the coffee shop, also known as The Office, says that Trinity's going to kick off Impact and she will address her rematch with Dion Perrazzo. Mentions that Emergence is in Toronto, as I just mentioned. I will be there and we will have a post-show on August 27th. Yes, that's the same night as All In. However, we are still going to do our post-show as planned uh, because All In is earlier in the day and Impact Emergence is at night. So my plan is to be at the show and then run over to the studio where I did the Hard to Kill. Was it Hard to Kill? No, Rebellion, where I did the Rebellion post-show with y'all. And we'll we'll be there. Might even bring a special guest. Who knows? But speaking of a special guest, uh, Iceman mentioned that there would be a special guest for the live audience only. I want to know who that is. Cresta, who the hell's going to show up? I have no idea. My heart says Monty Brown, but I feel like <laughs> that's not uh, right. I don't think Monty's coming uh, north for a uh, local appearance. It feels like a local wrestler is going to be showing up. I don't know who it is. Who is, I mean, I feel like everyone, in fact, is Canadian. <laughs> so I'm like, who is local to the area? Ty of Valkyrie? I'll- Ty ain't coming. Ty is too busy in AEW. She might be home. (laughs) Uh, Ty Ty is from the other side of the country. Okay, I tried. I I do not know Canadian geography. My apologies to our Canadian viewers. That's like like having saying a New Yorker is coming in from LA or an LA for New York. It's it's similar. Vancouver, Toronto, other sides of the country. I learned something today. Thank you, Joe Pearl. You're welcome. Yeah, if it's Monty Brown, he better get a standing ovation. He would get a standing ovation. However, I don't think it's Monty Brown because it's just for the live audience. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's another member of uh, Team Canada coming out. A1's going to come back just for the live audience one last time. Who knows? My heart says low-key, but I feel like that's not, that's wrong. You're just saying things. <laughs> low-key ain't doing it either. Stuff. You're just saying stuff, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> It ain't going to be someone in the chat saying PD Williams. PD works for WWE, but if it's off camera, he could make the appearance. Who knows? There's there's a lot of stuff. I'm looking forward to it. Listen, it got my attention, and I'm sure others who are uh, are planning to be at the event. So if you're you going to go and get the scoops, I will get the scoops. I'll be there. I'll be standing there with Mr. Iceman, just getting getting the scoops together. We'll be working together, just tandem. Ice Pearl. Uh, Pearl Ice. Pearl Ice. That. Sounds like a really bad flavor of gum. All right, Joel. <laughs> the biggest heel of the business. Just saying. Anyway, let's get into it. Giselle Shaw versus Heather Reckless. This is a good little match on BTI. I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, Heather Reckless keeps showing up on the Chicago tapings, and she keeps getting better and better when you put her out there. Uh, she looked good in the fire spot towards the last third of the match. Uh, Shaw ends up winning, as expected, but makes... Heather Reckless look great. They do the twisting neckbreaker into the denouement for the win. Uh, better match than expected. Good stuff for BTI. What do you think of this uh, Shaw and Reckless match? I think the last part of what you said is absolutely correct. I kind of expected this to be a squash, but even with the height difference, and they said, this girl is 4'9". That ain't it. I was like, damn, y'all making the short people are angry joke right off rip. Um, it was really good. Giselle Shaw not respecting her and also stopping the three count. I think it was twice. Okay, I like this heel version of Giselle Shaw, but at the same time, I mean, I mean, she did pin 
old girl last week from uh, MK Ultra. So no, she's Giselle Shaw might be coming up for one of them brutal matches, and I'm kind of here for it. I want I want to see what's gonna have happen. I want to see it. Well, we know that Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans are going to challenge for the Knockouts tag titles at Emergence. They announced that MK Ultra is going to take on that team of Shaw and Evans. So there's a possibility that uh, other people get added to this tag match as well. We'll talk about that in a few minutes because uh-huh. Death Dolls are still looking for their shots. Uh, let's open up Impact with Trinity, which always goes over well, doesn't it? She made her debut in Chicago, which is where this they uh, they were taping this past weekend. And she said, "You know, I was given, I was thinking of giving up on wrestling, and then I landed an impact, and then I had my debut. I went from the lowest to the highest by winning the Knockouts World Championship, and then out comes Diana Perazzo. She says, "If we're creating Trinity's debut, it's only fitting that I come out here and interrupt. And then this time, the difference is that Trinity is a Knockouts World Championship, as it holds the Knockouts World Championship, and also the difference is that Diana, unlike Trinity." isn't a quitter. Uh, Crowd reminds her that she did tap out at Slammiversary, and Deanna says, yeah, but nobody beats the Virtuosa twice. Trinity says, bet you I can. And then they'll come the Coven, and they say, oh, we're sick of Trinity and Deanna running their mouths. I uh, Listen, I get it, Coven. I do. Okay? Wow. Hey. I, I get it. Every week, it's the same two. These two women just running the show in the knockouts division anyway they say crowd the crowd by the way they're quick to remind kylan king that she lost to trinity in trinity's debut singles match and impact again i love that they keep going back to reminding us that the show was in chicago and there was a bunch of stuff that happened around these four women there's good stuff there uh and then kylan king says that things been different maybe there'd be a different knockouts world champion in the ring and wild just gets on the mic and says i hate chicago and I hate that the Coven was defeated by Trinity. And then she throws tarot cards in Trinity's face. And they attack her. Deanna gets into it. Security comes out. A lot of security. Like 20 men just all in black security guard shirts come out, take on all four women, put them to the sides. Out comes, out comes Santino Morella. And he says, the, the Kovan, he calls them. He makes the Kovan versus Trinity and Deanna Parazzo, he says. The hard T with sit. Anyway, Deanna says, I don't need to get my gear on. I'll fight right now. So they make the, the match right now. Before we talk about the match, what do you think of this opening segment? Press the star. I'm going to start off and say that this crowd tonight, bless this Chicago crowd, because if you messed up, they were not going to let you forget it. I think that at some point, we're going to have to get new jokes about Trinity walking out. Because you can say... I didn't quit, but no one's ever tapped you out. But Trinity has. So we have to get new jokes. I'm not saying right now. I'll just put that in your mouth for later, people. Just put that in your mouth for later. I thought this segment was a great callback because it's a full circle moment. It's the opposite of what happened. And I kind of don't know why the coven came out. I was like, okay. It was one of those moments it was giving it should have been me. But how? You lost. Like the, like the crowd reminded you, Kylan, when you first got out here. It was fine. It was fine. I think Taylor Wilde just saying, I don't really want to talk. I want to fight and not so many words was great too. Little gremlin. I love little gremlins in wrestling have become a thing. And I'm proud of this one. This one got, got me gal. Yeah. And by the way, I agree with you fully about the uh, get a different line. Don't just call someone a quitter and move on. Like it's, you're right. It's a little, it's stale. And I hope we, this is the last time that we're using it. Oh, uh, I got Deanna, so sadly. Oh, uh, we'll see though. Deanna and Trinity take on the Kovan. In a big can they coexist match? I love that Trinity goes and hits the rear view on Wild, goes after it for Kylan King, but instead Kylan King turns it into a German suplex. That's good, solid selling. 
It ends with Trinity accidentally kicking Deanna Perrazzo in the in the face. Wild throws Trinity out of the ring, and then Colin King hits the King's Curse on Deanna, gets the pinfall victory. An excellent opening match. I cannot. I'm not gonna go beat for beat because honestly, it's just worth going mm-hmm. out of your way to watch. Cresta, anything to add on this match? It was a fantastic match. Even in street clothes, both of these girls looked great. I see shades of heel Diana, and I am excited. I'm feeling very excited right now. I think heel Diana is when she's at peak. She's got that natural swagger, and I think it'll put a different dynamic on their rematch, which I don't hate. I think Naomi looked great here. I really believed her selling is so good. I believe Kylan King was really killing this girl. I believe that you couldn't tell me anything. I agree with Joel. Please go ahead and watch this match. It is great that Fujiwara armbar that Deanna Perrazzo locks in on Kylan King twice. I thought she was going to rip that girl's arm out the socket, bro. Go ahead and watch this tag match. Do yourself a favor. Yeah, definitely. Deanna sold me a ticket both times with those uh, those arm bars. And I love that Kylan King was able to reverse them both times and make them look good. It was, a, it was a really solid match. Go out of your way. Go watch it. It'll be up on YouTube for free in a few days, I'm sure of that. So check Probably. that out. Uh, Rascals have a segment backstage. They said, hey, we're back. It's our first tag match. And we wanted it to be for the tag titles. But we'll settle going all the way in this tag title tournament. By the way, they're running a 14 tag title tournament where the winner faces subculture at emergence. Uh, we'll talk about that as we get through the night. Scott Tamore shows up and says, well, we're going to punish you anyway, because you keep getting involved in other matches. Even fine two weeks pay. You're still in the tag tournament, but if you do it again, you'll be suspended indefinitely. Now, when we talk about this later on, Crystal, let's, re- let's remind ourselves of the getting involved again part and the two weeks pay and the indefinite suspension. What do you think of this whole thing? Because Scott Demore, he's he's on one. Daddy's trying to get his uh, assert his dominance. I get that, but here is where I'm going to call back to Jonathan Gresham last week or two weeks ago. What are the rules? Are you not you not in Gorilla Scott? You're not watching the product while this is going down because the rascals dead cheated later on that night. There's what, again, what are the rules? What are the rules? I get that you're trying to wrangle things in order. But what are you doing about bully? I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But I, I, what I'm trying to say is if you're going to be the, the authority, be the authority. Don't try to pussyfoot the issue. If that makes sense. It does. It does. <laughs> I have nothing to add there. Uh, Lish is <laughs> backstage. And she says, I ran Tracy Brooks out of here. And then Jody threats like, nah, nah, that's not what happened. Tracy decided that Lish isn't worth her time. Jody then reiterates she doesn't like bullies. That's now Jody Threat's go-to, which is fine because that if that's going to be the way that Jody Threat can get into fights with heels, that's fine with me. That works for now. She says she doesn't like legends being mistreated, and she doesn't like being talked down to. So Lish challenges Jody Threat to a match. Jody says, let's go. Uh, and there you go. Nothing to add there. Lish and Threat are going to be a quick rematch from the first time, right? Hopefully. Again, I do like this annoying version of Lish. And uh, Jody Threat's hair looked amazing. Whoever curled it, girl, they did that. But it was it was standard. It was great. Agreed. There you go. Alan Angels versus Heath. The size discrepancy between these two is hilarious to me. Alan Angels is not a tall man. Heath is very much an unsuspectingly tall man. <laughs> yeah, that is a great way to describe it because you don't think he's that tall until you see him and you're like, wow, you're tall and broad. <laughs> Honest to God, same thing happened with Moxley. 
when I first saw John Moxley on on the streets of Toronto in Kensington Market, I ran into John Moxley and Renee Paquette. My, oh, wow. I, I don't think I've told the story on the air with you before. My my fiance at the time, I now I'm now my wife. We were going to meet the photographer for our wedding to do our engagement shoot. Mm -hmm. And we were going to do the shoot at Kensington Market downtown in Toronto. And we're walking down the street, going to meet the photographer. And all of a sudden, there is Renee wearing like a, a black puffy hat and just looking like inconspicuous. But she's, you know, platinum blonde. So you can't really miss that. Tiny. You know, she's a, she's small. She's short. And then next to her is this big burly dude wearing a hoodie. And I like did a double take. I'm like, that's Renee and John. Uh, yes, it turns out that they were in town visiting Renee's family, but uh, I, I, I was upset. I didn't get a photo. I was dressed all nice, too. Ugh, so upset. You would have upstaged him. You were doing something well. You didn't want to get uh, DDT'd in the street. <laughs> he would have beat my ass. Anyway, Angel's going after the Neon Heath is really good stuff. I love it because we're going back to that height discrepancy. Uh -huh. uh, Heath fights back. He's got some good selling. That's kind of the theme of the night, good selling. I love Heath catching the Allen Angel's crossbody and turning it into a power slam. Uh, Angels misses the halo kick. Heath hits the wake-up call. That's the win. Heath wins over Alan Angels. What are we doing with Alan Angels, Crest of Star? I was just about to ask you the same question because like, I, I honestly cannot remember a time when he won. I like that he split off from the design, but what is transpiring here? What are we... I Okay, I could get into the rock star gimmick, but like, what kind of rock star are we talking? Because it's giving one hit wonder and you haven't even had a hit yet. What are we doing with this guy? He's this match itself in the rings. He's so fantastic. He's so athletic. And even though he's for all intents and purposes, like stop it, little bug, like splat. It was still one of those situations where it's like, wow, even commentary was like, no one can do what he does in the ring. So what are we doing with his booking? What are we doing? Listen, are I, know, we doing? I know a lot of people are going to laugh when I say this, but just keep having angels kick people in the dick. I mean, that is a sound strategy. <laughs> it worked. It just works. I would just, I, I don't know. I just, I think that Angel's doing that in the Ultimate X match set the tone for what could have been a really just POS heel dynamic. And he would have been so much more fun. I still think he's fun, mm -hmm. but I want to see this character evolve beyond whatever he's, I think the rock star thing is kind of, it's kind of ridiculous because Angel's never had a rock star persona coming in like he just he he's never been a rock star what makes you a rock star why are you calling yourself a rock star what does that do for you that's my he's a celestial baby he transcends anyway so does eric young and he's backstage with gia miller says i knew the design would come and find me i just didn't think they'd do it that quickly mm -hmm. and he says i'll show the world what really happened when we faced off in that jail cell last year so they did we'll get there let's just keep going jake something squash davy vega uh, big forearm, big body block into the into the void black hole slam, as it's called. Uh, what's next for Jake? Something, Crest of Star? I don't know, man. That is a large man. Like, poor Davey Vega. Yeah. He tried. And then when he tried to leave the ring, I'm like, I don't blame you, young man. I don't. I didn't sign up for this. Uh, I mean, at some point, I hope he doesn't get poached into the I'm Bully Ray, and I need someone to do something for me. Maybe, depending on how this Kenny King thing and uh, Joe Hendry thing shakes out, maybe digital media scene, maybe exhibition scene. If you want to get real spicy, we could totally do the um, 
we could totally put him in the main event scene. He's got the look. He's got the speed. He reminds me of of Macklin, if you will. He he's he fills that same big meaty void for me. I wouldn't hate it. He wouldn't win, but it wouldn't be bad. It wouldn't be bad at all. So, um, I don't know. So here's something really fun that I just saw. AAW, which is a small, small little indie promotion. Not really, though. Uh, they're, they're not small. If you know AAW, then you're aware of what they do. Uh, their champion right now is Jake something. They have a show called The Art of War on August 31st. They just announced their heavyweight championship match. Jake something versus AAW heritage champion Davey Vega. Well, I'm glad you got your win here because <laughs> when I see you again, young man, I'm taking that title off of you and go frolic and play an impact. See you never, nerds. Wow. <laughs> that was really upsetting. Why would you do that? Anyway, I don't know what you do with Jake something in impact because he is, if they do something with him in the X division, they've got to pull the trigger sooner than later, or you're about to have Kushida win the X division championship sooner than later because... I don't know what else you can do. You're not going to do Leo Rush versus Jake something because Jake is being kind of shown off as a heel. He's being presented as a heel. And Leo or at Rush- least a monster. At least a monster. Yeah. So I don't know where you go with that. But I can see Kushida being the smaller looking guy getting the X Division title and Jake something being like, it's me next, baby. That is <laughs> not for nothing. Jake something is a big guy, and I know Kushida could take it, but, but that's hell on earth to me. Like, if I'm Kushida and I see Jake something, I'm like, oh, God, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I would like to see Jake something versus Black Taurus. I miss Black Taurus, and I want him to come back expeditiously. Let's go. I love it. Uh, Ao sending us a super chat saying, I see Jody Threat being the bully stopper as of late. Your next Bully Ray. Let's go. I want to see Jody Threat versus Bully Ray. I don't know if Bully Ray wants to see Jody Threat versus Bully Ray. I do kind of, sort of. I, I feel like at this point, I've been watching a lot of old Impact videos. Just seeing Bully Ray, even not old Impact, just Bully Ray through the years. Bully Ray been putting women through tables. I think it's high time the women Impact division needs to jump Bully Ray. <laughs> No, I don't hate that idea. Knockouts team up on Bully Ray and put him through the table? Solidarity. No matter what your problem is, for one night, we're going to jump Bully Ray. All of us. All of us. They say that Impact 1000 Awesome Kong going to be there. We jumping Bully Ray. We jumping up. They all gang up on Bully Ray, and Awesome Kong is the one who power bombs Bully Ray with the help of the rest of the Knockouts division. There it is. We booked it easy and nobody in the locker room is going to help him moose is going to look down for the rest like that's a damn shit <laughs> scott the boy gonna help he gonna be blind and so is santino that is do it do not be cowards have the whole knockouts division have people come back just to jump him tie about we come back from the dead for one day to jump this man don't see me Woo. <laughs> we'll bring dixie carter back for impact 1000 just to let her let her get that revenge on Bully for that one time she was put through a table. They spent weeks, Cresta, weeks promoting the Dixie goes through a table spot on Impact. They literal weeks. They're like, you don't want to miss this. This is the week where Dixie gets put through a table. <laughs> I thought we wanted Dixie to go through the table. We did at the time. 
She was like the ultimate heel. I don't Bullet, think they wanted, yeah. I don't think she should come back for that if we wanted it though. I mean, if y'all, I was not watching that. I was not partaking in TNA Impact at the time. Well, now that's the thing because Dixie is viewed so um, positively. Is she she polarizing? No, I think now most people are like, she ain't here anymore, but we can at least appreciate her that she was here once. I think most people who who stuck around Impact for better or worse are seen more positively now. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Come back, get your lick. Listen, as long as Bully Ray get jumped and Taz, Taz, my ball's in my back, Taz doesn't respond because he works at AEW. That's right. They'll just be like, Matt Ray, Walt, my balls. It just doesn't sound the same. I know you should have worn a cup. I don't know what that accent was. Never mind. You should have worn a cup. (laughs) (laughs) This is cup day. (laughs) Anyway, Bully Moose Moose, Myers and Leo Rush. Leo reiterates he's not here to make friends. Moose is like, I don't care. I don't want to be friends with you. I just want you to be on our team. And Leo's like, at emergence, you can trust me, but this won't last long. And then Bully's like, no, but this could last forever if you just let it happen. And I'm like, that is the corniest shit I have ever heard. And I love it. He's like, Bully Bully says, I made an arrangement with management. And that's big because management doesn't like me. But I want you to see next week what it's like if you're on our side. And then Myers is like, as they're all walking away, Myers is like, Lose the boo-boo face, kid. And I just start laughing. It was a good little segment. Clearly, Leo is like the the loose cannon of the group. Nobody knows where he falls, but he wants gold. And the people with gold are on the other side of the ring. Uh, that being Alex Shelley with the Impact World Championship. Uh, what do you think of this whole thing with, with Bully Moose, Myers, and Leo? What in the high school bully tactics is you're going to be our friend and you're going to like it. And then Moose Trailer says, I don't want to be your friend. So your point of Leo Rush being a loose cannon, that's Moose. I've seen Moose spear people for less. Moose will spear you just because you scuffed his favorite boot. <laughs> so I I don't know if, if they should be looking at Leo Rush. Also, don't don't try to force something that, that doesn't fit. If you got to... I'm sorry about that. If you got to force it like a fart, it's probably shit. So I wouldn't do it. Um, I hope that it works out in the end. But Leo Rush is not stupid. I've been watching the product. Why are we trusting Bully Ray in any capacity? What is transpiring here? You guys are quick to call out Scott DeMore for being unfair. But you trust Bully Ray, the underbelly of society and impact wrestling? I, I could not believe it. It's true. The lawless bully Ray is suddenly the one that you want to be on the good side. It doesn't, it doesn't make much sense. It's a little strange. Yes. But also, it's bully, and bully never makes sense. He's charismatic. I'm surprised he hasn't done a cult leader gimmick yet. With the amount of people that he's been able to trick. Alexander, Good Hands, Moose Myers. Um, what was that team he was on when he was trying to put... Uh, uh, what's her name before? Uh, oh my God, hardcore country. What's Mickey her James. name? Mickey James. Thank you, Mickey James is trying to put her through a table. He was in a multi-man match and he was just being a piece of crap. Oh, anyway, yeah. I remember that. 
Yeah, yeah like he's he can recruit so many people. So like I'm surprised he hasn't does a cult leader gimmick because this man he he knows the words. He's a snake whisperer. I don't know. I mean, Aces and Aids was kind of a kind of a cult. They were like they were a motorcycle cult. Like Eric yeah. Young, Eric Young should have been in Aces and Aids because he came out with that motorcycle, right? You know. <laughs> I mean, you got to be committed to marry Brooke Hogan. That's commitment. That's, fair. That's commitment. That's true. <laughs> There's nothing you want to do. It's stay away from a Hogan. Anyway, Digital Media Championship time. Kenny King, Joe Henry, and Yuya Yumura. Joe Henry comes out and says, life is full. Battle about lessons. Life is short, but Joe Henry title reigns are long. Sometimes you need to let your friends interject themselves into your contractually obligated rematch. And then, of course, they do the two words we your believe. Your only contractual obligated rematch. <laughs> And I love the commentary brings that up at the beginning. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Oh, damn, that sucks. But anyway, Yuya comes out and he just says, Yuya Yumura, champion. And that's it. Out comes Kenny King. They have a really fun match. Yuya's out for a little while and just lets Kenny King and Joe Henry beat each other up. Comes in with fire, goes off on both men. Yuya goes with a crossbody. I love that Henry reverses it into a big cutter. And then at the end, King rams Yuya into Joe Henry, falls out to the outside. King hits the royal flush. Pins Yuya, retains the title. Good stuff here. What did you think of the Triple Threat Digital Media Championship match? First, my personal feelings. Joe Hendry should have won that match because I love Joe Hendry, even though he's not a good guy. And I know he's playing with my face, but I'll let it happen. Objectively speaking, that was the right outcome. You knew when Sheldon G came out with Kenny K, ain't no way. Um, there is now a story between Yuya and Joe Hendry, which is great, which gets, I feel like, Hendry at least away from the digital media scene for a minute if he wants to go back to it, which I kind of feel like it's time for him maybe to do like an exhibition sort of thing or maybe even a tag sort of thing. I think the digital media will be fine without him or maybe he might be a little bit more healed because he he didn't want to shake Yuya's hand. Yuya was like, we, let's ring an honor, fight with honor, and Joe Hendry's like, ain't no honor in this square circle, baby. I'm, I'm not your friend. So... I don't. I didn't hate it. It was a good match. The match itself was great. Again, I just personally wish Joe Hendry should be your digital media champion. Cause he, who else is making music videos like him? Not Kenny King. You know, wasn't going to do it. Speedball wasn't doing it. Speedball was X Division. Never mind. I retract that statement. Thank you. I was about to say, like, what are you getting in with Speedball? <laughs> Speedball is a nice, 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 nice guy. You could tell by his promo this evening. He's very optimistic. He and Gresham are with GM Miller backstage. And Bailey is like, I had to convince Jonathan Gresham to join this tournament because of how rules are enforced in Impact. And then Gresham's just like, No, you mean how rules are ignored in Impact. And then Bailey's just like, I think we can win with our superior skill and our optimism. And Gresham's just like, Yeah, optimism doesn't win matches. We just have to have each other's backs. And he walks out. And I'm just like, I see both sides. Gresham might be onto something, though. <laughs> I agree with that. Every other week, someone getting spray painted. Let's not even talk about the time when Madison Ring was just cheating everyone out her boots, bro. Um, I like Mike Bailey, so please don't nobody take this no type of way. But I cannot stand an optimistic if we just believe in the heart of the cards. That oh my god, that is so. You know they are cheaters. You can fight with honor all you want, but if you say we're only going to use our fists, they're pulling up with a gun, bro. Why do you believe cheat? Like, be for real. Be for real. I hate overly optimistic people like that. I get it. Like, if you're with your skills, okay, your skills, you got spray painted in the face. What, what you going to do with that? 
be for real. I love Mike Speedball, but please do not give him that stupid. I'm a baby face, so there's nothing that could ever. I I will fight someone. I will scream gutturally. I will well, go feral. He's always been that way. Speedball's always been a little bit like aloof, white meat baby face and impact. He's always just been like, not again, Kenny King, Kenny King spent months trying to make Speedball lose his mind. And he didn't do it until they did the pit fight when Speedball kicked him in the head and won the match. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. I mean, he got kicked in the head and now he dished the media chip. <laughs> And let's let's fast forward. Let's go to the let's go to that tag match. Rascals and Gresham and Bailey. They team up. It's another good match. I mm-hmm. don't think that the the uh, the finish was in doubt. However, Gresham was proven right. He's Gresham and Trey are going at it. You're gonna. I know you're gonna want to spotlight a couple spots here, which is great. But you know, Trey gets tossed the spray paint from the outside from Wentz and uh, sprays Gresham in the face, and then pulls the tights and gets the win. This is exactly what Gresham is talking about when it comes to impact and now he's going to probably come out be real pissed off because he's not going to team with bailey anymore most likely he's going to want to find his own way through impact and he's going to complain about rules so what's next for gresham and bailing bailey and let's talk about this match real quick um honestly if jonathan gresham keep on keeping on i could see him joining like a moose and a bully since we since there's no rules it doesn't matter because if i'm in the mind of uh jonathan gresham look at how many chances and opportunities bully gets no matter how many people's wives he put through tables people he set on fire how many times he threatened to beat up the literal owner of the he gets to do whatever he wants so why should i try I understand speedballs at uh advantage too like bro i didn't have to cheat and i was exhibition champion for a mad long time so I get what you're saying, but don't be like those guys. But I, I'm more side with Gresham here. The match itself <clears throat> was really nice. Uh, Zachary Rents, like I said at the top, got stretched like a piece of taffy. Gresham was giving it to him. And I 
thoroughly enjoy Jonathan Gresham's match. Like, I know a lot of people don't like submission, groundwork matches sometimes, but to me, he is up there. I don't care if I your mama, but he's up there with Malenko with, with the with the holes, Danielson. He's somebody I'm like, oh, grip him, hold him, get him. Yeah, he's that guy. I like him. Um, and also not commentary saying, yeah, he reminds me of Steph Curry and Ray Walt saying, I don't know one Stephanie Curry. <sighs> I loved that. <laughs> that was for me. That was a perfect moment. Thank you. That's Matt, for that. me too. Cause that's, that's what I do with CM Punk. What does CM Punk stand for? Coco melon, Christian mingle, <laughs> chicken and mashed potatoes. <laughs> it's a sense of something different every time. I appreciated that joke. Um, but yeah, I, I want to know what happens with Gresham. And if Gresham goes like, I'm going to knock on wood because I don't want this faction to come back. But if he goes like an honor no more, I get it. <laughs> I get it. No. I mean, like, not literally honor no more. But if, like, no rule, no more rules, the only thing I can come with is honor no more. It makes sense. I understand it. I completely understand it. Oh, is he really going to join with Bully? I, I could see that. I could see, but yeah, it makes sense. It makes I sense. think Bailey, sorry, not Bailey, Gresham is more likely to grab, oh, I can't believe I say this, Edward Edwards <laughs> and Alan Angels. And I don't mind seeing Alan Angels because, again, the, the, with like Gresham being like, uh-uh, no more kicking people in the dick. And Angels being like, Fine, I won't kick people in the dick. And then Angel starts winning by not kicking people in the dick. And he starts turning Angels into super serious wrestler. Oh my God, Dango with them would be so bad. Sorry, I think it's super serious wrestler. But Gresham Angels and uh, and, and Edward Edwards. Honestly, honestly with Dango. At first I was like, now Joe Pearl. And then I was like, but wait a minute. Hold on here. Dango is already a jerk and he's kind of yuck, yuck. Yuck, but super serious dango with Jonathan Gresham. Man, I hate pro wrestling. Well, great. I'm glad that we're just wrestling. <laughs> there is something I, I don't that. hate it. There is something to that. I don't know if they'll do it, but I there is something to that. Rascals and Gresham and Bailey was part of that tag team tournament that I mentioned. It's a four-team tournament, not a 14 team tournament. I never said it, but someone in the chat thought that I said 14 teams. No, a lot of teams. four teams. I'm a little congested, so maybe four sounds like anyway. Uh, and, and that includes, so it was Rascal and then they were taking on Gresham and Bailey. The Rascals win, so they're going on next week, or in two weeks I should say. They're going to face the winner of Ace of Bays versus Swan and Callahan. That match is next week. Uh, so I think it's pretty safe to say Rascals and Ace of Bays are mm-hmm. going to have a, a matchup in two weeks, and the winner gets subculture at Emergence. I like it. I'm fine with it, and not much else I can say. But this is how the Rascals get to the world tag title match. I'm okay with it. Agreed. I think it's fine. I just say that if my rule of thumb is if you're going into a tag team match and the other team has a name and a song and you are just Bob and Billy, yikes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, AO sending a super chat saying reform the foundation. Could you imagine you do the foundation and it's Gresham, Angels, and Edwards? Okay, hold on. Now, hold on. Hold on, y'all. I haven't been watching Impact Wrestling. I've heard of the foundation, but I don't know what the foundation is. Okay, so the foundation was actually a Ring of Honor uh, stable. Mm-hmm. And Red Titus was in it. Uh, Gresham obviously was in it. Hot Sauce Tracy Williams was in it. Um, Jay Lethal at one point was in it. Josh Woods, 
uh, Chris Ridgway was kind of a part of it. But yeah, it was a two-year stable that basically was formed during the pandemic or just before the pandemic. And was it like based around like, I would say- Okay, I'm about to say Matt work foundation. Yeah. yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, the foundations good. of pure wrestling, the foundations of wrestling. Why was Jay Lethal? There? <laughs> well, because once upon a time, Jay Lethal was one of those non, well, was a super serious wrestler in Ring of Honor. Okay, fair. Because every time I think of Jay Lethal, I can think of this dopey mad old man. Because they shut down Space Mountain. <laughs> Stop it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, next week, Ace of Bays take on Swan and Callahan, Samurai Del Sol, and Laredo Kid, and Black Taurus. By the way, Samurai Del Sol is the former Kalisto from WWE. Uh, they're going to take on the team of Moose Myers and Bully. This is such a weird triple threat because <laughs> these three guys, Samurai Del Sol, Laredo Kid, and Black Taurus, are flippy floppy flyers and to the nth degree. And they're taking on Moose Myers and Billy, Bully. I'm kind of hoping that Moose Myers and Bully do a lot of base work for these guys, but like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not convinced that they will. I hope, but also too, I'm not. Wait, who you say it was the former Kalisto Black Torruto? Who was the third person? Laredo Kid. Oh, but oh, okay. All three of them are known for their ups, but they all of them got mat work too, especially Black Torus. That's a wall. Yeah, well, Black Taurus is, is definitely the base in the Lucha matches for these three guys. But now you've got Bully the base, Moose the base, Myers is kind of a base. This is it, It's a really weird trios match. I'm looking forward to seeing. I, I have no notes from what happened at the tapings in this match, mm-hmm. but it just sounds like the most weird, random trios match you could put together. And I'm all for it. Listen, somebody gotta somebody gotta make Moose and Myers and uh, Bully look good. <laughs> and if you want to look good, subscribe to us here at FightfulSelect.com, the best five bucks in the business. SummerSlam is this weekend, as we talked about at the top. And if you want notes and news and info and all the scoops from this wonderful weekend of SummerSlam, we'll have it for you at FightfulSelect.com. Sean Rossap is in Detroit as we speak. He is getting all the news, so you'll find it at FightfulSelect.com. You want to learn more about the elite re-signing their contracts with AEW? We got the details on FightfulSelect.com. The best five bucks in the business. Becky and Trish aren't on the SummerSlam card. Cody and Brock, what happened? Why aren't they doing a stipulation match? You want all that? News is over on FightfulSelect.com, along with tons of podcasts sean ross after the live q a today you have the weekender podcast with steven jensen steven jensen is often here after the impact pay-per-view events running down the show but he also does a ton of indie wrestling content over at the weekender podcast coexisting after dark of course with rob and maggie and sour graps with alex palowski and sometimes our roh co-host kate elizabeth uh go check that out five bucks a month it's all the news it's all the content it's so very worth it Bevslick.com. Bing, bing. Bing bong. We didn't death the top, so I had to get it this time. Thank you for that. Death Dolls, they won in on this KO tag title match that we mentioned earlier in the night. But for some reason, Crazy Steve runs in and says, hey, why is Rosemary letting Courtney Rush do all the talking for you? And Rush is like, good question, and just runs off of Jessica. She's trying to keep something from Jessica, isn't she? Magic. But also... I was wondering, like, I, I, wait, wait a minute. 
how do you know Crazy Steve technically? But also, y'all been ignoring Crazy Steve? I always wondered about that. And I like how she was like, you know what? That is a good question. And much like the Eric Young promo, I have footage. But the footage is over there. I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> it's so strange. I like that they're trying to bring this around. I don't know. Do you think they'll be added into that tag match? Make it a triple threat for the knockouts tag titles? I could see it. Um, and that would be Death Dolls, MK Ultra, and Evans and Shaw. If you want to keep Evans and Shaw stronger just for a little bit longer, I could see Death Dolls taking the pin or even have the Coven do some shenanigans with that because the Coven, you know how they feel like we're all uh, 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 right now they're dealing with Trinity and these girls, but they're not going to be doing that for too much longer. Um I could actually see it being a fatal four-way and you resetting the division. And if there's any other tag teams that step up or form up after this, you can really get a hard reset and let MK Ultra stand strong. I don't know if we want to reset because we just had new cha- new champions crowned. But I'm trying to think of, okay, so Savannah Evans and Shaw is kind of new. Yeah, you got Death Dolls and you got the Coven. And who else? Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> That's always been the thing, though. There are there are there are rarely multiple women's tag teams around that are fully signed with Impact. We don't know where Tasha Steeles is. I was getting ready to say, where the hell is Tasha Steele? Didn't she come back recently and then she was never heard from again? Came back, worked a program with Giselle Shaw, and since then has not been on TV. Don't know what's going on. It has been asked. It has not been answered. But uh, apparently she's just... They're, they're going to bring her back soon is what I've what I've figured. She went to the Undead Realm to look for uh, Taya Valkyrie and Jordan Grace. There we go. There we go. Yeah, she's going to come back with Taya. Not with Taya. She's going to come back with Jordan as a tag partner. Period. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, after everything was said and done, we see the footage. Eric Young's not dead. Eric Young is actually an idea and he will live forever. They replay what happened in the jail cell uh, at last year when, when Diener stabbed Eric Young and everything that led into that. And then they show up until uh, Diener walking away. And then all of a sudden, Eric like wakes up coughing, spitting blood. And then he laughs and he crawls away. He crawls himself out of the jail, outside, gets on a motorcycle, wearing these great big glasses that they, they just look good. Uh, and then he drives off into the darkness. And he's like, and then he just does this whole long soliloquy about life, death, total opposites, but one can't exist without the other. Talks about the beauty of death. He says he's not dead yet. A man can be killed, his body disposed of, but an idea is eternal and it can live forever. And then Eric Young says, I am an idea and I will live forever. And I'm like, what is this? I don't know how I feel about it. It felt kind of campy, but let's face it, Cresta, this whole thing has been campy for a long time with Violent by Design and now the design. What are we doing? So I'm going to tell you why I played myself because like most wrestling fans, I booked myself into fantasy booking and I thought we were about to see some. Cody Dean is saying, God damn it, Eric, I can't do this. Run Simba and never return. 
and never return. And I'll never tell anyone because you raised me. I did like, I'm going to tell you what I liked. I liked that they showed all iterations of Diener from Cody Diener, Cousin Diener, into the, the brainwashing and into the design now. But I have seen this before and inter- indulge me. Are you familiar with RuPaul's Drag Race, Joel? Let the crowd, let the crowd in on this. All right. So for the sake of brevity and RuPaul's Drag Race, it was an episode where you had to turn yourself into like Night of the Living Dead. And this one girl came down, looked like a stoned fried chicken. And her description of it was after a long night of hooking, Trey didn't like the session. So he gutted me, but I had not died. I had crystallized and now I'm a bad bitch ready for the runway. And that's exactly how I felt about that Eric Young promo. I had not died. I'm a thought. And because I'm a thought, I live on forever and legends never die. And that's when I knew I had to turn my brain off and I started laughing because I'm like, ain't no way, ain't no way. And I, I had high hopes and I blame myself. I blame myself. But I literally got hit with the I had not died. I had crystallized. And I'm like, you know what? You got, got me, gal. I, you got me, gal, because I'm going to tune in next week. you damn right I'm going to tune in next week. <laughs> I thought it was funny at the end of it all because what I expected is not what I got. And I'm like, you know what? That serves you right. That serves you right. It was a really strange segment. It was almost as if like they got Eric coming back and Eric was like, I have an idea. And then Scott and Scott was just like, all right, I'll hear you out. Cause you've been here for like 20 years and you haven't screwed up yet. And then Eric was just like, okay, so I get on this motorcycle and Eric was just like, or not Eric. Scott is just like, all right, you get on the motorcycle. Now what? <laughs> and it's just, it, it's not bad. It's just very, like someone in the chat, I would I hope jokingly says this is cinema. Now, I think it was shot very well. I think it was beautifully shot. The uh, the the driving sequence and everything. I thought that the soliloquy was very just like, uh, why are we doing this? <laughs> but overall, like I see what he's trying to do. If he's trying to say I am going to live forever. Eric Young's done a really good job of repackaging himself and coming back here and there and doing all the things, you know, in impact. He has literally done like everything you can think of. And if that's what Eric Young is and that's what his legacy is going to be, I don't hate this segment. But I'm watch- if I'm watching it for the first time and I am a new fan and I've never watched Impact before, I am confused as hell. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll even add to, because I think that in my laughing, some people are like, damn, Cressy, you hate it. Let me tell you what could have been improved upon. And I think the shooting was great. Even the soliloquy was great. But I feel like you needed to pick one or the other what story you were trying to tell. I agree with you. I've seen Eric Young be a crazy cult leader in a beard, um, Team Canada, red and white, he will and can live forever. I just feel there was a disconnect between the way that it was the way the video package we got versus the voiceover we got. I again, I believe that I blame myself for thinking that there was going to be some sort of you couldn't even finish the job and I got to come back and clean up the mess you created. Maybe I'm thinking too much inside of the box. It was great. I just feel like there were two different ideas happening at the same time. I can't wait to see where it goes. 
I kind of, it kind of gave me the vibe that Eric Young is going to be like, even last week when he was talking to Nick Aldis, is going to be, well, we all have choices to make. And I choose to make this. I don't want that. I want crazy Eric Young. <laughs> I want what I want and I'm being stubborn. I mean, I maybe he'll, let me not say maybe, he will do it good. Because I give that to Eric Young. When Eric Young commits to something, no matter, he could be wrestling in a garbage can, a piece of paper, and it's going to be a good Eric Young match. So I have faith, but I kind of don't want this benevolent, yes, I love wrestling and I love you and we all have to make choices and tonight I'll make a vibe. I don't want that. That, that. That's just me. That's just me. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff that's that exists here. And again, I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt because often impact will pay off a lot of this stuff, especially yes. in the last few years. Uh, and, and again, Eric Young, as I said, has been around for so long and has done everything you can think of. So mm-hmm. why not give him a little bit more uh, creative license yeah. to do this? So as a result, you know, again, watching it in the moment, I'm just like, the hell is this? But then after this, but then after, you know, as we think about it, we talk about it as we always do, it becomes a little clearer that like, okay, I can sit with this for another week. I know that they're going to do, they're going into a design versus Eric Young story, right? And now it's just Diener and Khan. So it doesn't matter. It's just going to be Diener and Khan. And then eventually Diener is going to need a friend and they'll do a tag match. And then the big blow off will be Diener versus Eric Young. And that's good. I'm wondering how we get there. If this is step one, that's not a bad place to start. Yeah. And I I agree with you. I also have a lot of faith in uh, not AEW impact wrestling, because this is, this is the cycle of Cresta, especially with bully Ray. Oh my God, this guy, then the match comes on. He's like, that was good. I hate you. <laughs> so I know I'm going to go through it. But maybe they needed that kind of soft soliloquy, like make like make your choices in life and I'll live forever. Because imagine if they did it. You would think you were going to play born to be wild. He wanted to be serious. So. Well, that's Saturday. Saturday is the born to, the, born to be wild. <laughs> Wait, isn't that in Detroit? Don't you mean Motor City? Yeah, they had a they had a backstage segment too. Actually, I really love that. Real quick, I love that Chris Saban is like, I'm going to beat Leo Rush and become a 10-time X Division champion. And then Kushida just lifts up the X and is like, ah, ah, ah. And that's the end of the segment. I love it. They did that. Just that little thing was good enough. Because uh, they got to fly out to their home to go see SummerSlam. That's right. We're all going to go over and see SummerSlam. That's this weekend. Go check out. There's tons of SummerSlam content that's going to be on the site. So go check that out. Crescent Star, what you else got going on? All right. Like I said at the top of this show, uh, I normally do collision on Saturday with your rest friend, Iridian Riccicino, and sometimes Sean Rossat. But it has come to my extreme attention. I think all three of them are going to be at SummerSlam. Where was my invite? I will write this down. Crescent Star will remember this. I don't know what we're going to do the post show. It'll probably be that Sunday. Keep your eyes and ears tuned on Fightful's Twitter, my Twitter, Joel's Twitter, Jesus's Twitter, whatever. But you can follow me on Twitter at Cresta the Star. I'm live every Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays resuming next week for AEW and WWE respectively on those days. My brain is turning off, so I don't have anything else to add. Joel Pearl, where can they find you? Not hard to find. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. You can find me on Fightful Overbooked, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern until noon, going in the weeds with Jeremy Lambert. Tomorrow, we have a guest. Who is our guest? 
I know that Haley is planning to join us. Those who know Haley from Tag Talk, she's planning to join us. And Jay Christ is going to join us. Speaking of impact, Jay Christ will be with us tomorrow at 11 a.m. on Friday morning. So check that out in the weeds. We'll be talking about Pro Wrestling Revolver, which happens to be uh, Sammy Callahan's promotion. So we'll be talking hey. about that and a whole swath of other things as we do in the weeds. And of course, uh, Kate and I will be live on Sunday on Fightful Overbooked going out, talking about wrestling. Just wrestling. Who doesn't love wrestling? Exactly. Until then, ladies, gentlemen, friends, beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.